live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. What is up? Welcome on in. You are listening to Wildcard Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio. I'm your host as always, Will. Joined by uh, Steven coming back on. We're flying solo here. It's almost like we're back in the studio or something, huh? I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. We're back in business, brother. <laughs> Technology is amazing these days. Hey, we got to give a shout out to Greg out there. Greg, you know, he's, he's doing a lot for the station right there, kind of manning it from home. And all we got to do is make these shows. We get to sit at home. I got a drink in the hand, Steven, getting ready to talk some sports. And we send it to him and he does all the work. So, hey, shout out to Greg for all the hard work. Man, uh, I'm mad you didn't tell me about we could drink. Mm, well, I mean, I, I figured it was at your own discretion. I mean, hey, I guess, I, I don't know, maybe that's going to get me in some trouble with Clear Lake today, but uh, so maybe I, I shouldn't, have, <laughs> shouldn't have outed myself like that, but uh, <laughs> hey, we got a lot to talk about today here. I mean, this is, man, we, you know, we thought this was going to be, you know, torture for these few months, you know, of no sports, who knows, might be a whole year, but man, I'll tell you what, the NFL keeps feeding us headlines to talk about. Even the MLB's got a few things that we can talk about as well. Uh, that Red Sox punishment has finally been handed down. Uh, some people surprised, I guess, on how light it is. I don't think anybody really should be after what happened with the Astros, but Stephen, we got to dive right in. The biggest news of this past two weeks, we had the NFL draft, but even before that, your guy, Rob Gronkowski, he is going to be suiting back up after a year off. Steven, how bad does this hurt for you as a Patriots fan? Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Actually, let me rephrase this. If this had been two, three years ago and I'd said, hey, at this point in time, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, they're going to be Buccaneers, what would you have said? Uh, I would have thought you were crazy. But since uh, seeing it unfold, I mean, it makes sense. You know, they were trying to trade Gronk. Uh, and the year was it? That, I think yeah, trying. They tried to send him to the Lions with Matt Patricia. Yeah, the year because so Patricia went the year after the, the Eagles Super Bowl, correct? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. Somehow right. he got a job after giving up forty-one points to the Eagles. <laughs> right. So that first year, and then we ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. So I'm glad Brock State. He was he was a vital part of it. Uh, they were trying to trade him and get a first round that year. So uh-huh. after Gronk been out for a year trying to do things outside of you know football which we know Bill is not a fan of Mm-mm. obviously from what he did with Tom uh, so you know as an individual I'm like hey man more, more power to you kudos to you you get to play with your with your favorite quarterback um, you don't tarnish your legacy playing with with uh, with Brady he's coming back off of an injury having a year's rest I don't think it's going to be the same Gronk but we never know, man, because they got a lot of weapons out there. So it's not he's not the number one option anymore. Yeah, you know, we're going to get into that a little bit later on. I'm going to tell you why I'm starting to love this Buccaneers team, especially when it comes to, you know, them stacking up versus the rest of the NFC. But before we and get to that. we're fans of the AFC, we can. We can sit back and enjoy this. I know. I mean, just sit back and watch, right? Yeah, I mean, we're going to get some of those post-draft thoughts. I mean, I think the Buccaneers are doing everything in their power to make sure that they keep Tom Brady happy. And really, I think they're elevating themselves into an elite NFC team. But before we get into that, staying on the Gronk topic at this. So you kind of touched on it. I think we know your answer from this. But, I, you know, I was kind of thinking about this. I mean, he took a year off. It sounds like that was inevitable. Whether or not he was planning on coming back at some point or not, he was going to take this past year off. There was nothing that was going to convince him, even if Tom Brady maybe went to the Bucks a year sooner. But that being said, let, let's assume, let's let's entertain the idea that Tom Brady stays with the Patriots this offseason and goes back to him on a deal. Is there any chance you think Gronk goes back to the Patriots? Because I'm just starting to believe that this nah, is the Patriots no. burning bridges with these guys. No, nah, I don't think he comes back because, to me, he wouldn't have left in the first place. I think he's ticked off by the fact that he threatened to retire when they traded him. Yeah. They were all going to trade him. He that's said, I was only going to play with Tom Brady. That's the only quarterback I played right. with, yeah. So so I think that started the issue, which forced, which didn't force, but made him retire in the first place. Because I'm like, I don't want to play there anymore. And, I, and as an individual, as a human, I'm like, I totally understand, man. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm a fan, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to say everything they do is right. Um, you know, there's enough cowboy fans out there to do that. <laughs> so, uh, Shots fired, man. <laughs> I, I just know a couple of them, man. I know some intelligent ones, but I know some people are just stupid. And, you know, they act like they own stock of the team. And it's just ridiculous. But uh, 
but with Gronk, what he did, it was smart. He comes back, gets some of that money he left on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's with Tom. He's in he's in a, a more coach-friendly. Bruce Arians is probably the most, other than Aaron D. Reed, people love playing for him. Yeah. Love playing for him. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's the perfect situation for those guys. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I said this, I think, going back to our last show when Tom, when we were talking about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers. I mean, you know, people weren't talking about the Bucks as a player as a player for Tom Brady going back a few months. But, you know, when you really look at it and you look at the weapons that they've accumulated there, uh, you know, a solid defense and really a very underrated offensive line. And you combine that with the fact that Bruce Arians is the quintessential quarterback guru. I mean, this is a perfect situation for Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to be in. So, that, I mean, I, at this point, you know, I'm looking at it personally, and I'll ask you, but I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at them versus, uh, you know, stacking up against the uh, the 49ers, the New Orleans Saints, and I'm just, you know, I, I'm trying to talk myself out of it, but I'm looking at this saying that I think the Bucks might be the best team in the NFC. I mean, you look at the 49ers. They've lost a lot of guys this offseason. Uh, um, you know, two of, their, two of their best defensive linemen, uh, I believe, are gone, if I'm not, or one of them's gone, and they're looking to trade D Ford already. Uh, and then on top of that, they're losing offensive weapons, and then you go over you go over in the same division as the Bucks, the the New Orleans Saints. At this point, they just seem to always fall apart late in the season or coming into the playoffs. And I'm looking at this Bucks team, and Stephen, convince me that they're not the best team in the NFC. The Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. I can't. I can't. And the reason why I can't is because I'm looking at a quarterback that. When you talk about the dissecting and beating you at the right time, uh, people have argued in the past Drew Brees beats you too early, mm-hmm. and it gives you time. Uh, it gives you time to come back in. Good point. And yeah. So that's the problem with him. You know, I'll score with two minutes left, and then Brady will score with thirteen seconds left. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can argue that you don't know if that's the way it's going to play out. But man, I'm sorry, but I've seen it happen to Drew Brees in the playoffs three straight years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when I look at when I look at Brady, the way he can, but with this, this is probably the most talented team on the offense he's ever played with, including including Will, my favorite player when he played with, <laughs> is, uh, with Randy Moss. Oh yeah. Now, if not, if I, you know what? Okay, that's disrespectful. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> Brady, Brady is older. But if I, but if you just want to talk about multiple weapons, oh yeah. When I when I think of that oh seven, when I think of that oh seven season, oh six oh seven season, he didn't throw to everybody. I mean, he can throw. He's got a his third receiver's a stud. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, yeah, you're. I, I I don't have any problem saying that this might be the best accumulation of weapons he's ever played with. I mean, especially if we're looking early in his career to the Super Bowls that he won early on. Those were won with the defense. I mean, those were elite defenses with. You know, a few offensive weapons sprinkled here and there, but this Buccaneers team, I feel like, is built exactly the way it needs to be to make sure that Tom Brady succeeds. So, I mean, really, the only question left is how much does a 43-year-old Tom Brady have left in the tank? And if he's got anything left in it, I can guarantee you Bruce Arians is going to be the guy that can get it out of him, and he's got the exact weapons that he needs in place, as well as a great offensive line, something he didn't have last year. I I agree. I agree. I think uh, with what he has, with man, I think just those those are some studs on offense, man. And, yeah. Uh, who who are they starting? Because they they had a, a young guy at running back. That was yeah, they got the the running back out of Van, uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, I can't remember his. I think Daniels might be his last name. Um, so I mean, obviously, you know that might be a point of emphasis going into it. And but I mean, they've got they've got. What a lot of people thought uh, was the best offensive tackle in the draft in uh, in Wirfs out of Iowa, uh, so I mean, really, I think this is going to be kind of a plug and play position for the for the Buccaneers at this point to go ahead and put a, whoever it is at running back behind him, you know, and let him run behind what arguably the best offensive line in fo- in football at this point. So, you know, again, it just speaks it speaks to exactly what the Bucks' plan was in the offseason to get exactly what they needed to first off lure Tom Brady there and second off make sure that he's able to succeed when he gets there. So I, I mean I think it's I think it's a well executed offseason and part of the reason why I like their draft more than any or just as much as anybody else in the in the NFL draft this year. I mean they're definitely a playoff team. Uh and I mean it's NFC, so we've seen lesser teams get in. Uh barring any 
unforeseen injuries. I mean, they got to get in. Easily mm-hmm. got to get in. Yeah. You know, and they could easily, I mean, I wouldn't say easily, but they could definitely win the division because I don't see Carolina as a threat anymore. Even with Bridgewater, I think they still got a long way oh, to yeah, go. They're, I mean, they're, they'll be a great fantasy team. <laughs> but uh, they still got a long way to go. Uh, they don't. I don't even think they have a solid number one um, over there mm. yeah. for, for Teddy to throw to, other than you know uh, McCaffrey. And then you look at uh, you look at obviously you look at the Saints, and then uh, they're going to be competition. But I mean, who else are we looking at? I mean the Falcons. I mean another year of oh, Dan yeah, Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Another year of med- mediocrity. Yeah, they don't want to say Tom. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, true. Jameis was beating them, I think. So yeah, we don't. Yeah, that's. So yeah, they got a very good chance. Yeah, very no. good chance to, to to make it exciting. So we'll see. Yeah, and hey, a little bit later on, we're gonna give our top five uh, power rankings post draft after we talk about this draft. And hey, I think okay. you're I think you're gonna find those bucks are pretty high up on my list there. So uh, we'll okay. ha- we'll have to get into that. Uh, but you know, we were talking about. I mean, the Bucks had a fantastic draft, in my opinion. I think you know they had Ant- Antoine Winfield uh, Jr. The safety a lot of guys had going in the first round. They had him fall in the second round as well. They got in in a lot of people's minds the best offensive tackle in the NFL in the NFL draft in Worfs. Uh, so they really sealed up a lot of positions. But hey, that being said, we have got to talk about this NFL draft. Really, the only source of entertainment we've had sports wise and or at least live sports in the last what month and a half or so. And Stephen, it didn't disappoint. I mean, this was a lot of a lot of storylines. Quarterbacks aplenty in the first round. So I'll just start with this. What team's drafts did you like after watching it? I mean, obviously the Ravens, yeah. uh, the Cowboys uh, filled some holes that didn't cost them because, I mean, I think paying Byron Jones would have been mm-hmm. a mistake on their part. Oh, yeah, five uh, years, $85 million for a corner? No way. Yeah, they got they got the corner out of, uh, they got out Alabama. of the second round. Uh, so he'll be able to replace him. Obviously, you add a huge weapon of arguably the best receiver in the mm-hmm. draft. Uh, out, of, out of that first round pick so uh, they won in my opinion I think I think the Seahawks got a little better uh, you know I saw a couple of things on them obviously the Bucks as, as mm-hmm. what we talked about just now uh, I mean I, I I like our picks but then I, I like Oof. the picks this is why I like them because we know talking about the pass here Oof. We, we, we with, a, with a young quarterback we're gonna definitely need some help on defense. That defense is going to have to be. You already the had the best defense in the NFL in a lot of people's I, minds. I understand that. I understand that. But, but when it mattered the most, we got ran over by King Henry. <laughs> so I mean, it was still I mean, a hard fought game. The point, the fact is, y'all couldn't score score points in that game. It definitely was, but you know what? It makes it harder when two hundred plus yards just ran on you. If we can stop him, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, if you're looking to elevate what the best defense in the NFL is at this point, you like the draft. But, uh, but you know, but, you know, a lot of people said that that defense was a fraud defense because of the schedule. So if our defense, if our schedule is going to get tougher and we didn't keep everybody we had last year, we let go uh, Collins left. Uh, uh, I believe Roberts left. Uh, we lost uh, Kyle Long left. So we lost three key defensive players last year. I can think of right now without anything in front of me. So uh, we replaced. We, we got a safety. We got safety help, which is he's a he's, he's a player that can do multiple positions. Um, and then we got we got linebacker help, and then we end up getting tight end help. Uh, and I think in the fourth and fifth, uh, the fourth round, I think they went tight end twice, uh, which was we got that that was the Gronk trade, which you know not bad for a guy that want to be there for a guy that retired, missed the year, was hurt that year before he missed to go get a fourth rounder. You know, not bad, but I wouldn't put us as top five. Uh, you know, which we'll go over in a little bit, but yeah, man, some 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 good moves. I did like the Trent Williams trade uh, for the for the Niners. Yeah, I, that that was a good trade for the 49ers. I mean, that's something that I think they needed to do to salvage their offseason. And yeah, I mean, if we're talking if we're talking about the draft here, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I like the Cowboys. The Cowboys. I mean, a lot of these picks just fell into the Cowboys' lap. I mean, obviously, they're not going out there in the first round looking wide receiver, but CD Lamb somehow falls to them at that position. You know, the thing I wonder about that trade is I'm wondering if you're the Cowboys and, you know, if you had the foresight to realize that they were going to get C.D. Lamb in the trade, do you think that they throw the money that they do at Amari Cooper? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, 
I don't think they do either, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, it just adds to the plethora of weapons that they have. So, I mean, I'm sure Mike McCarthy's not complaining. Dak certainly isn't complaining. But yeah, and then the, the best pick for the Cowboys, I thought, was who I thought was arguably the second best cornerback in the draft in Trayvon Diggs falling to him in the second round. I mean, he I mean, he is obviously going to fill that Byron Jones uh, role. So, I mean, they got, they got lucky there. So, I mean, you have to like their draft, but, you yep. know... We talk about the Bucks, but man, uh, the team that won the, the NFL draft—it's got to be those Ravens, man. I mean, yeah, they sealed yeah, up every single hole that they possibly had. I mean, what was their one Achilles heel last year on the defensive side? They—they they had a hard time stopping the run. I mean, it's not that they were bad, but they get two of the best run defenders in Patrick Queen, the linebacker out of LSU, and Matabuki, the de- defensive tackle out of A&M. So they sealed up all those positions, and on top of that. They get another elite running back in J.K. Dobbins that they're going to be able to plug into that system. I mean, you know, I was looking for the Ravens to kind of fall off maybe this offseason, maybe going into next year. But if Lamar Jackson turns out to be the real deal, which I think we all believe, at least to a certain extent, he is, the Ravens got a lot better this offseason. And I think they won the draft. We need the other Harbaugh back in the league, man. Harbaugh make the league better. I know. I know. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, it's funny you brought up plugging up and stopping the run. So how does that affect you guys? You guys in the first round went for a running back, correct? You know, and that, that was the other thing. So the Chiefs, I mean, I, I love the Chiefs draft. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say that it was a top five draft. But the thing that you have to it's realize. It's hard if you're at the end. Though. It's hard to be top five. Yeah, but I mean, the thing that I like about the Chiefs draft is they went out there and they, they realized they had a lot of luxuries in this draft. They don't. We didn't have any glaring holes on either side of the on either side of the ball. So they had the luxury of going out there and getting the guys that they wanted. So if you hear the story, the Chiefs got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the end of the first round. They were going to go running back. It seemed like that was going to be the case early on. So they had their pick of the litter. No running backs taken. So what did Andy Reid do? He texted Patrick Mahomes. I think the day or two days before, and he said, he said, "Hey, throw a name at me. Give me a name that you like for the draft." Who do you think Patrick Mahomes said? Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and that's who the Chiefs took at that point. And then you look later on, the pick that I love for them, Lucas Niang, the offensive tackle out of TCU, he's a project tackle, a guy that's not going to start right away, but a guy that if they develop rightly, right uh, in the right way, I think he can be an all-pro ta- tackle here in the next two, three years. So, I, He's better than Fisher, huh? I think, well, I mean, Fisher's actually developed into a pretty, in, into a pretty guy, a decent guy. I mean, not... Not necessarily worthy of the number was, one overall pick, but Reed's first pick? what's that? Was that Reed's first pick? Uh, you know, I think it was. Yeah, that was the first year because they uh, uh, Romeo Cornell led them to the I think it was two and fourteen season. They got the number one overall pick and then uh, got Andrew, Andy Reed. So yeah, that that is Andy Reed's guy at this point. But but yeah, going back to it, I, I like the Chiefs draft. But again, I'm not going to say that it was top five. But yeah, Ravens in my mind win the draft. But you know, I want to circle back to this, Stephen. I am. I was doing research on this, and you know, watching the draft. Explain to me this: how do how did the Patriots not not spend one of their picks on a quarterback? I mean, that had to be their plan all along. What happened? Because he, I mean, Bill knows something that we don't know, right? So he said he said that wasn't the plan, though. Well, he said he took he took the best available, but he's never going to tell you the truth, so we don't know. He still could be going looking at getting Cam. But I don't think that'll happen. I don't think he'll sign anybody because he's not going to pay more for the backup than what he's paying his starter. Well, I guess you can kind of say he's doing that with uh, with Hoyer, but everybody knows Hoyer's not going to start unless there's an injury. Uh, so they did say we're going to go three three quarterbacks. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go three quarterbacks this year, but that could change as well. So my thinking is... Look at the past quarterbacks and say, hey, that were heir apparent. Other than Hoyer, which Hoyer was, he didn't start with us. You know, he was just a, a journeyman that we picked up that was affordable. And, you know, you don't think Brady's going to go down. But Matt Castle, he made work. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, he Matt Castle wasn't the savior of the Chiefs. But come on now, that the Chiefs team wasn't solid when he got there. And hey, he did, yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't he great. Playoffs. Yeah, wasn't great. I mean. So, Benefited from okay. a good, good so head coach. You look, at, you look at Jacoby Brissett, who still has an upside, in my opinion. A guy that I'm, I've been saying all along. I don't understand why the Patriots aren't more invested in bringing back. True, but you've already, he's already paid. You got a trade to. He, he's not going for a fifth or sixth rounder. 
you're going to have to trade the second or third rounder for him. And that just, that's not a good business deal. You're better off waiting them out to have him come out pissed to the fact that the Colts did him the way they mm-hmm. did him. And then you can sign him. He can be a value. <laughs> you look at Jacoby Brissett. Then you look at, uh, uh, you look at, uh, oh, buddy, won Super Bowl last year. So you look at Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. So Bill knows how to find these quarterbacks, you know, that he's finding in the draft and make them work. So Stidham, who's to argue Stidham can't be the next person to do that? Stidham look good from what we've seen. So you got a guy that's all into Bill's system that looks at him as, you know, you know, freaking a human, you know, just a, a savant. He's, he's all into that system. He's got all-in guys over there. Uh, they're going to focus on a run, less passing. The pressure's really not on Stidham because of the bad breakup between Bill and uh, and Tom, in my opinion. Everybody's looking at Tom or they're looking at the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing that I, though, Stephen, I mean, just, sorry to interject, but I mean, the, the thing that I'm looking at here, I mean, I'm just looking at this Patriots draft, and yeah, I'm not going to ever deny that you know Bill Belichick's greatness as a coach. But if we're talking about him, his you know uh, record in the draft, or at least in the last few years, I mean, he really doesn't deserve a lot of benefit of the doubt when it comes to the draft. I mean, he's missed on a lot of guys. I, I the guy I look to, I mean, I know you give a lot of credit to Sony Michelle. There was a lot of other picks there that he could have taken at that point, and they've missed on a lot of picks in the draft. And this just but Sony Michelle was that Sony as far as running backs go that year. Um, Sony Michelle was the second pick of that first round. Who's come out that's really just superseded him? Lamar Jackson. Lamar, but you're not looking at a quarterback at that. Time. I know, I, I know, I know. I'm yeah. just saying there were other picks there. There were other needs. I mean, I know you talk about Sony Michelle being, pl- oh, you know, wait, but wait, we, okay. So we talk about that. Sony Michelle last year obviously wasn't who he was the first year, but let's not forget his first year. First, every time he went over 100 yards, we were, we we won the game. But okay. I, I, you can make that argument about any other Patriots running back. I I, I would argue James White could it could turn into a three down back. But when you look at the playoffs, okay, you look at the playoffs. He led us in those playoffs against the Chargers, three touchdowns against your Chiefs. He made crucial plays. So he he was the between the tackle guy that we needed to get the job done. He did it that first year. Second year, not so much. But you can argue. I mean, who was the best offensive player on our team in in, in, in that that second year? We, our offense was not there. Okay, okay. Even if even if we give you credit for Sony Michelle being a, bit, a good pick, going back to my original point, the Patriots have not drafted well. I mean, go back to last year, Nikhil Harry. They draft over AJ Brown, uh, DK Metcalf, a lot of guys that they could have had. And all I'm saying is, I'm looking at this draft. Nikhil, and, and, okay, but Nikhil Harry was hurt, so we don't know what he's going to be this year. AJ Brown. I'm sorry, but AJ Brown was only talked about for like two weeks. He had over a so, thousand yards receiving this year. Okay, but he, what did it do? It it, it helped get the Titans to the AFC Championship game and beat your Patriots in the first round. But, you, but you're not you're not looking at a, you acting like AJ Brown was a top ten receiver last year. I mean, I'm not going to say that, but I think there's an argument to be made for that. Okay, DK Metcalf. No, I'm just saying there were there's other guys that have proven to be better picks than what the, the Bill Belichick did. DK Metcalf struggled a lot until the end of the season. He wasn't he wasn't all that great until the end of the season. Okay, Stephen, are you telling me right now that you would take Nikhil Harry over AJ Brown or DK Metcalf at this point? Why not? What have they done? Oh my goodness! Come on now. Digging that old Patriots hole. No, no, but what I'm saying is, okay, if we're, give me more body of work. If we're talking for three or four years, then okay, I agree with you. But I'm looking at the guy who picked Rob Gronkowski. Had Rob Gronkowski and uh, his name we will not say on the same team. <laughs> and they perform very well. All these guys are drafted, okay? That, that line that, that Brady has been bending behind for so long. We, we don't trade for any of those guys. All those guys are drafted. You look at uh, McCourty, drafted. You look at, uh, uh, well, I mean, we trade. We didn't trade, but we paid for Stephon Gilmore. Uh, but a lot of those guys that, that were on other teams, they got big contracts, we drafted them. So everybody everybody talks about the, the couple of misses that Belichick's made, but let's talk about the great moves he's made as well. It's we just, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I think he had a great, uh, a really elite draft, but that being said, all I, all I, all I'm saying in all, real quick, real quick, you know who has elite drafts? Who? Losing teams. <laughs> the, the Browns have had. Well, I mean, you say that the Ravens oh, just had an elite draft. Yeah, but that's rare. That's very rare. 
have had three of these drafts in the last decade. Come on now. Nobody cares about that. Oh, okay, you're right. Maybe not necessarily an elite draft, but these there have been some bad drafts for your Patriots. I mean, there's... So if you want, uh, we're going to segue, because you said bad draft. If I want to talk about bad draft, the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, you know, I we were, I want to, we can go ahead and get into this, because, yeah, I, I want to talk about these quarterbacks and everything. But all I was saying, just to, to close on my point, all I was saying was that, I mean, I still like your Patriots as in the AFC East, but if we're talking about teams that I didn't like in their draft... Yeah, Patriots are up there, but yeah, you the other one you got to look at, those Green Bay Packers and yeah, obviously the the biggest surprise of the draft at this point, uh Jordan Love being taken in the first round by the Green Bay Packers. Interesting enough, I think Aaron Rodgers is the same age that Brett Favre was when the, when the Packers took uh took Aaron Rodgers uh back in what, the 2005 draft. So Steven, that was a surprising pick of that of of that draft or of this past draft, but the other thing you got to realize the biggest need for the Packers this offseason, wide receivers. They didn't take one wide receiver, to the, one wide receiver in, the, uh, in this entire draft. So, I don't know, do Stephen. Do you think they really needed to, though? I mean, uh, besides Devontae Adams, what do they have at this point? Jimmy Graham is gone. Uh, not that he really even did anything as a Packer, but who else is Aaron Rodgers going to be throwing to? All The only thing I'm, I'm looking at this is, is the writing on the wall for Aaron Rodgers? Is this the Packers saying, hey... Uh, this might be your last run, or this might be your last one or two years, and then you're you're done I mean, after that. Okay, so let's 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 play devil's advocate because I think they I, I think it was a bad draft in my oh, opinion. Yeah, for but sure. If I, if, but as you're talking, you know, I gotta find a way to disagree with you, and I think I might have found one. So <laughs> we look at this recent draft, we think about Jordan Love. Okay, if they see him as an heir apparent. Okay, Aaron Rodgers had a major injury the year before last. Correct. Mm. Which set him out. Major, major injury. I mean, he misses what little, maybe half the season. I think he 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 still played quite a few games at that point. He missed half the season and he missed the playoffs, right? Yeah. Okay. So then we look at last year. What is what have we said? Aaron Rodgers has not had for a very long time. Uh, I mean, a defense, defense, yeah, and a running game. Mm-hmm. And statistics, stati- uh, can't say it. Statistically, <laughs> we can argue. That he had both last year. Would you agree? I mean, he had he definitely had an improved defense, but I'm not. I mean, that team was the fakest thirteen and three team I've ever seen. Yeah, you did call that, so I may, I may be arguing with the wrong person. Here, but we, we're just, <laughs> it's just me and you, so I have nobody else. All where's right, Chuck? where's Chuck when you need him? All right, because uh, he picked he picked Packers to go to Super Bowl. But uh, when you think about it, he had an improved running game. Mm-hmm. So. If I'm the Packers and I'm thinking business, yeah, if I can get get a quarterback that's gonna be that my coach who I've invested in for the future because they don't like changing coaches, right? Mm-hmm. If my coach likes this guy and we can get him at the right spot, we don't know what Aaron Rodgers is gonna do, and he doesn't. It seems like you don't get along with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I've got a, I've got a lot of thoughts when it comes to this when it comes to, it comes to this love pick that they took there. I mean, first off, I get it if that's the guy you believe in. I I've said this I, for many minutes. Like quarterback, I'm on record. I don't think the quarterback was the right yeah, quarterback that, to piss off Aaron Rodgers. Exactly, I, I'm with you 100 percent on that. But I will give them the benefit of the doubt on this. I've been the firm believer. I've always said this. And this is why I don't blame the Bears for necessarily going out there and taking Trubisky. If if you're a general manager, now you can be wrong. If you're a general manager and you're a coach and you are convinced that that quarterback is is capable of getting you to a Super Bowl, that quarterback in the draft, I don't think there's any, I don't have any problem with them taking him at any pick. And that includes the Bears taking Trubisky at number two. Or if the Packers, if the general manager truly believes that Jordan Love is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, I don't have any problem with them taking him there, but I just, as an unbiased, you know, evaluator of talent uh, at this point, I mean, I don't see what they see in Jordan Love at this point. I, mean, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, agree. if if we're when's the last time? I, okay, so we're looking at Jordan Love last year. He threw what twenty touchdowns, sixteen interceptions at Utah State. Sixteen interceptions, and I mean, if a guy throws interceptions in college, he's gonna throw interceptions in the NFL. But even beyond that, if we're gonna call him a mediocre college college quarterback. When's the last time you can remember a, an elite NFL quarterback being mediocre in college? I mean, the only guy I can think of is maybe maybe Tom Brady going back to the going back to Michigan, but he didn't even have a chance there. So, yeah, if we're talking about that, I'm with you 100. percent I mean, if 
this was not the right guy to piss Rodgers off with. And then on top of that, not to even give him an olive branch or anything and say, hey, well, we're going to go out there and at least get you some weapons here in the second, third round beyond that. But instead, they go out there and it seems like they're they're having a draft for the future. So I, I don't know. I just I question the pick and I think it was arguably the dumbest pick. But hey, we could you be know, wrong. Uh, I mean, people don't like to talk about it, but when you take a lot of money and it doesn't produce Super Bowls, man, that, the, at that point, the business is like, okay, I got to get my money back somehow. So, yes, I can go get you talent that fits you, but if you up and just leave, or if the guy who's calling the plays, they've already fired a coach for Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then this coach comes in, and when Rodgers isn't blowing it out of the water, and hit the running game, and the defense shows up. I mean, you lose leverage. Yeah, the, the one thing I'll, I'll I'll say the the thing the saving grace for the Packers at this point it is it is public knowledge, and who knows if this is a spin job from the Packers coming out there to try and salvage a little bit of the relationship with Aaron Rodgers. But it did come out that it, Lafleur didn't really have anything to do with the love pick. This was all their general manager Gutenkunst. I, I hope I pronounced his name right there, but the, the general manager basically was the one that made the push for Jordan Love. It was not Matt LaFleur. So maybe that salvages at least LaFleur's Lefle- relationship on the field with Rodgers. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, I'm looking at this, I'm saying, okay, well, I think the Packers are maybe didn't realize the backlash that they were going to get for this. So maybe they're trying to do a spin job on this one to make sure that Matt LaFleur and. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they understood that there was going to be backlash, but I mean, yeah, this is, I mean, this is on the heels of a franchise that did something similar with Brett Favre. But the difference is that Aaron Rodgers hadn't been th- hasn't been threatening retirement for the last three years. So, yeah, I, I don't understand the pick. And again, if if you know, it, let's say two his injury problems, uh, you know, make him draw up in the draft to 20 or, or you know wherever the Packers were at that at that point. Nobody, I don't think would would blame them for going out there and taking a Tua, an heir apparent to Rodgers, but. Yeah, to piss Rodgers off with a guy like this, I, ooh, I don't understand it. Um, You're right. Yeah. It, uh, so that being said, we, he was obviously not the first or only quarterback to be taken in that first round. So we got to talk a little bit more about this NFL draft, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, as I said, quarterbacks are plenty. Probably one of the best quarterback drafts that we've had, at least uh, pre-draft. You know, pre-draft grades, one of the best quarterback classes we've had in a while. So uh, let's start with this as far as the quarterbacks go. Uh what quarterback do you think is going to the best situation that went in the first round? So, I mean, obviously, you got Justin Herbert going to the Chargers. You got Tua going to Miami. Jordan Love, as we talked about, going to Green Bay. And then, of course, number one overall pick, pick Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati. Which one do you like? Uh, I said Herbert. I like Herbert mm-hmm. because, I, in my opinion, he has the best coach. Uh, well, yeah, 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 he has the best coach. I don't like. Disrespecting my guy, Brian Flores, like that. Your guy, too. Yeah, Brian Flores ain't all that great. Oh, get out of here, man. He, all right, all right. Hey, he's not all that great. But anyway, I, I mean, but okay, but Tua, what does he have to compliment him going? That that is the question. I mean, Devonte Parker, Devonte Parker, they're gonna have there. I mean, that's about it. You're you're exactly right. right. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at a guy that can start for the Chargers right now, mm-hmm. or he can lease back up, let Tyrod take the beating, and then come in, which is what Baker did. Right, mm-hmm. and now it's now you've earned your team, and you have a lot of weapons, yeah. and you got a you got a, arguably a great defense. You got like I said, great coach. You guys could make a, a playoff run. I mean, not a lot of pressure because Mahomes is is the guy in that division. So it's not like you're going into an AFC South situation. Well, no, nah, not AFC South. Uh, a division where they're expected to win right away. I I, I, right, I right. catch your drift. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, man, he's got he's got time, he's got opportunity, and he's got the best weapons. Yeah. My boy, Jalen Hurts. Oh my God, what the hell? They're, I I heard they're changing his position. Yeah, I mean that that was the only thing that I could come because I mean it came out immediately after the draft. They said Philadelphia said that J, or Jalen Hurts is not going to uh, take over Carson Wentz by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, I, I mean I think Jalen Hurts is a guy that's such a you know physical freak of an athlete that I mean I, I think that he could they can move him to tight end. You know, knowing. I mean I, I don't know if he's going to go to tight end, but I'm just looking at him as a guy that uh, you know. They can use in a lot of different ways. I mean, they can use a lot of different packages with him. But yeah, that that was another surprising pick that they took early on. But 
you know, for them to use a second round pick on a guy. But who knows? Maybe maybe this is teams looking at like what the uh, the the Saints are doing with Taysom Hill, a guy that's being able to play all over the field. So maybe this is a new yeah, but, a I new mean, type of player we're seeing come out. But Taysom is different because he's older, and they're saying he's got the job when Breeze retired. I don't think. I don't. What do you think? You think James Winston's gonna get that job? I mean, obviously they're competing for you. No, no. I, I mean, I honestly, I think, I think Sean Payton's got enough respect for Taysom Hill. He would at least give him the first shot. But I mean, Jameis is only going there on a one-year deal. They also draft the uh, the quarterback out of Mississippi State, which Sean Payton apparently was in love with there. So uh, there's, I think there's going to be a big quarterback competition next year. And who knows? I don't even know if Jameis is going to be a part of that competition. But you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Where do you see his career going from here? I mean, I I, I'm a believer in Jameis. I'm still a believer in, in him at this point. I mean, I'm not going to go out there and say that he's he's an all-pro quarterback or he's a guy that's going to go out there and, and be able to lead a team to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, I, if, if you're asking me who I'd rather have between Jameis Winston or an Andy Dalton, I mean, if, if Jameis doesn't have all the off-the-field issues at this point, then I'm taking Jameis all day because, I mean, granted, I know Bruce Arians is the guy that you think should be able to fix him. But I think, you know, I, I, I think I, I look at a guy like Sean Payton and I think that you know, maybe he could do something with Jameis and turn him maybe back into a starting quarterback in the NFL. So just have to wait and see. Yeah, that's true. What do you think Dalton's going? Dalton, I think I don't. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds like he's kind of on the trading block. But I, I mean, if you're Cincinnati, no, they cut him. oh, they did. He's already been cut. Wow. All yeah, right. Yeah, they, cut, they cut him uh, the other day. That's that's a little surprising. I know Joe Burrow is 23 years old, and if you're taking a 23 year old quarterback number one overall like you do with uh, with Baker Mayfield, you're expecting them to come in start right well, away. This, but this still, is the thing too, uh, they had to cut him. He was owed 17 million. Mm-hmm. Mm. Think of you're gonna get 17 million off of the jersey sales for Joe Burrow alone. Yeah. In the commercial, so no, if you come in with the implication that Joe Burrow is the starter, people buy in. If you keep that. That uh, the redhead out there. I mean, they benched <laughs> the red rifle. They benched them for a guy that, didn't, that nobody even remembers. Yeah. So why wouldn't you cut him for Joe Burrow? I mean, yeah, it's time to move on. It actually does him a favor too. Don't hold on to him. Let him go find a job. Right? I mean, it sucks because I was saying to myself the other day, this is the greatest free agent class of quarterbacks ever. Absolutely, undoubtedly. Ever. Yeah. We don't even count the fact that Drew Brees was a free agent mm-hmm. because he signed real quick. Yeah. Like you got. You got. What? One, two, three, was it four? No, three, no, no, because Rivers was never MVP. Three former MVP quarterbacks that were free agents. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It is 100% crazy. But, yeah, no, as far as Dalton goes, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he goes to one of those situations with a young quarterback, Miami. I mean, I know Miami's got Fitzpatrick, uh, but, or, or Los Angeles. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, without a doubt, I mean, quarterbacks are a plenty this year, whether it's the draft or free was, agency. I mean, if I was Jameis, I would have been – I would have drove to Chargers and say, hey, look, yeah. maybe pay me 500 to hang around here <laughs> and hopefully I can get the job yeah. because, I mean, I think that's the best position for him uh, with, with, uh, with uh, a good coach, a good system. Like I said, that young guy is blessed to be trapped there because he could be stuck in Philly with Jalen Hurst trying to play yeah. receiver. No, I, I'm with you. I mean, going back to the original question, I mean, the quarterback going to the best situation. I mean, yeah, it's got to be Justin Herbert. You know, I, I'm on record as not being a huge believer in Justin Herbert. I mean, watching his film at Oregon, I mean, there were not a lot of NFL throws that you saw from him. I mean, he that Oregon system, there's a lot of screens, a lot of short intermediate passes, a lot of wide receivers in open space. But at the same time, if – if we're going to talk about the formula for a young quarterback to go into a situation and succeed, I don't think you have to look any further than the a- the same division, the AFC West, with Patrick Mahomes. What they did is they plugged Patrick Mahomes into a system that had offensive weapons galore. Yep. Not to yep. mention, not to mention, I mean, people are, are talking about the Chargers not having a great offensive line, but when Patrick Mahomes got to Kansas City, I mean, that was not an elite offensive line by any stretch of the imagination. Still isn't. So, I mean, I think that Justin Herbert is going to a perfect situation. And not to mention, on the other side of the ball, he's got a defense that is extremely talented between Joey Bosa, Derwin James. So, yeah, if if Justin Herbert has anything in him. Ingram's still there too, right? What's that? Ingram? Uh, I I believe so. Yeah, Melvin Ingram, I believe, is still there. So, I mean, if, if... if Justin Herbert is an NFL quarterback, he's going to go to a place where he can succeed right away. So I'm with you. Justin Herbert definitely going to the best situation. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking what Miami's doing. I, I'm liking – I mean, Tua's going to have a whole year that he's going to be able to sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
I, I, I'm a believer in Brian Flores at this point. I, I think I'm on record multiple times saying, even though they were 5-11, and 11, he should have gotten some Coach of the Year votes just because that was oh, the most impressive 5-11. and 11. Damn zone with that crap, man. But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, if you have to rank them, okay, Tua's top five of the rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> That's how this kid. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think Miami won with that because that's somebody they can invest in long term. Uh, definitely marketable kid. A uh, marketable kid, uh, you know, has that prestige and can definitely. I hate that he's in our division because I was rooting for him, but you know, I thought Bill might try to take him. But I, I was I, thinking that too. I was very surprised. I thought we were going to see the Patriots make a trade up early into the first round. In fact, I think I even said it on the last show. I'm mean, the one thing I was down. keeping on. Yeah, I know. And I, I was. I don't know, man. I think I think Bill's bought in the Stidham and. Hey, he's the second best number four in the league behind Dak. So, <laughs> is there on. any other number fours in the league? I'm sure there is. I mean, I don't know if if it's going to be on the level with with Dak or. But I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm looking at this, and I mean, if, if the Patriots are playing the long game, and I I think Belichick is old enough that he is not going to tank any any season or anything like that, but. You know, we talk about this quarterback draft class being very strong, but I mean, you look next year, it might not have the depth, at least that this year had, but you look at the top between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, those two guys on paper are probably better than any other quarterback on in the draft this year, including Burrow. So, you know, they're... Do you think uh, uh, Sunshine is better than Burrow? I do. I think I think Trevor Lawrence is going to come out as the best quarterback prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck. So that's just my personal oh. opinion. Ooh, yeah. Please. I know. I, I, I. So all I'm saying is that maybe not, I, I don't. I don't disagree by by far shot. I just was kind of cowardly. I wouldn't have said it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but no, not even not to mention. I mean, Justin Fields at, at Ohio State. I mean, obviously he's got. I mean, the physical traits. I mean, as far as the the height, the speed, everything that you want in a modern quarterback. So I think Justin right. Fields could be just as good as any other quarterback in this draft class. So I mean, I think that's undoubtedly going to be one two next year so maybe that's the patriots looking forward to next year saying that we can go out and get I, I, get the I guy bought it little man i really think he's bought it instead <sighs> I, I, I don't know man because there's too much talent out there where it's not like hiding my cards anymore mm-hmm. there's too much out there man just like i said you got all kinds of guys out there and for you to go sign your boy hoyer who's not gonna beat anybody out you know he's not a starter you're signing guys who are not starters. You're signing guys who are like complimentary to a young quarterback, which Brian Hoyer is. If he signed Andy Dalton, I'm like, okay, Andy Dalton fighting for the for the starting spot, which I would never want to have. Man, oh my God, Andy Dalton. Yeah. I, I, I hope he don't even move to Boston. Just I mean, you have no faith in your offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. I mean, if you can turn a guy and into a team manager. Can, 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 if he's going to turn Andy Dalton into something special, then I'd rather him just use it on Stidham, save some money. Shoot. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm not expecting them to go out there. I mean, I, I don't think it's beyond them to go out there and get a veteran quarterback, but I'm not looking at them. No, let them go to the Texans. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, well, uh, we didn't even talk about the Texans at all. I mean, obviously, very, fairly quiet draft. I mean, I think they did exactly what they needed to do. I think everybody fully expected them to go defensive tackle early on, which they did. Excuse me, which they did. So, you know, I, I think the Texans obviously had a draft that, you can't blame Bill O'Brien for anymore. But you know what? That being said, Stephen, let's... Shut that crap up, man. You can't... Okay. What, how are you going to insult his draft? I mean, what did what what did he do wrong in this year's you draft? You can't give somebody credit for surviving in a situation that they created for themselves. Yeah, I'm, okay, you know, this is going to go back. And the, I, I wasn't planning on getting on a, in a big Texans uh, Texans thing. Hey, but the, Houston, if we don't talk about Houston. That's true. Houston. That is, that's very true. Okay, but this goes back to my original point. I wasn't I wasn't giving him credit for the draft. I'm just saying he didn't screw it up. But that being said, you, you guys wait, keep, this way. <laughs> you guys keep talking about this this Texans situation, uh, you know, that they made it, that they, this is this is the hole that they dug. But at the same time, I don't understand why you can why, how you can blame Bill O'Brien for that. I mean, are you going to blame a guy for wanting to get as much control as he possibly can? Bill O'Brien is th- is treading a very fine line. I said this last time, but he has got to make sure that he locks up Deshaun Watson and Laramie Tunsil, which we didn't even talk about okay. that deal. Three years, sixty-six million dollars, and at the same time, make sure he wins. Yeah, okay. Which they had to do. They had no leverage. Texans had zero leverage in that conversation whatsoever. Okay, so real quick, you just low-key disrespected the greatest head coach in 
uh, position. Well, person that has that position and head coach slash GM and Bill Belichick. How did I say that? Because you said the drafts were terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, but that's. Uh, well, uh, 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 that's different. I'm just. Uh, you, I didn't see the Texans take any Division three uh, safeties with their first pick. Hey, but if, if we have seen Bill Bill Belichick take these guys and make them into the greatest of all time, and what makes and those picks great is they come in the sixth and seventh round, not in the second and third round. Okay, but hey, we did it with Julian Edelman. <laughs> three guys that are goats. Right? Get out of here, man. Okay. Anyway. You already know how I feel about my boy. Yeah. Which I'm glad they left me with him. At least I can be happy next year. But anyway, I go back to the, the point I was trying to make after you, you really threw me off track. <laughs> so, you disrespect the greatest head coach slash GM uh, position in Bill Belichick. But then you got the nerve to say that O'Brien is, is you, you can't blame a guy for, for trying to get all the power. Some people can't take all the power. And the one guy who we can look to that we know within recent history that has been successful at that position, because I would I would argue, uh, uh, man, what's my boy over there in, in Vegas? Uh, John Gruden? Come on. Yeah, I would argue Gruden's had done a good job since he got there. But he gave the control to Mike Mayock. I mean, I, I, I'd i argue he that... He gave it to him, but the time he had it, it didn't work out well, right? Okay. I mean, who I... Else, who, else, who else is a GM head coach combo? I mean, there's, there's all you can do is look at Belichick. I mean, Belichick is really the only one. I mean, I think Sean Payton, to a certain extent, has a lot of influence. But okay. all, all I'm saying, okay, Stephen, as you, as any of us, if we're doing our job and we have somebody else telling us how to do that job, so, you know, the GM going down to the coach, of course, any coach is going to want to have full control when it comes to the draft, when it comes to these contract situations, and player personnel. And so all I'm saying is that you can't blame Bill O'Brien for wanting that. Now, whether or not he bit off more than he can chew, I, I'm not going to disagree with anybody who says that. Yes, but at the yes, same time, he's doing everything I think he that's can. What everybody's saying, I think everybody's saying he manipulated his way into power, but didn't get positive results out of it. Okay, and, and and if he was in any other division, if he was in the AFC East, no success. He would be he'd be bumped out. If he, I mean, it happened to Rex Ryan, right? If he was in uh over there with your boy Patty Mahomes, if he had to play him twice a year. Those aren't wins. If he was in the NFC South, any team, any other division that has a respectable team that's consistent, he would not win the division. I'm sorry. He is the only person that wins the division in his in his in uh wins the division, and that team is not respectable. Yeah, I mean, as far as yeah, as far as that goes, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to look at any other team. I mean, if it, if the Patriots didn't have the track record they do, I mean, you're talking about a sim- similar situation there. But I I get what but you're the, saying. But, but the Patriots don't get to the playoffs and just get blown out. No, every single time. I, okay, I agree. I mean, I, I, yeah, all I'm saying is with everybody giving Bill O'Brien, you know, all this crap in the offseason when it comes to the Desha- or the DeAndre Hopkins trade trade and all that. All I'm saying is that he's doing everything he can at this point. He's doing everything. I, I mean, man, man listening to you talk just reminds me of why I respect your dad because he raised you to be a nice guy, and you just ignore <laughs> stupidity. I'm sorry, bro. I, I mean, you're and you're one of the most knowledgeable people I talk sports with. But when it comes to Bill O'Brien, he must have some photos of you. Oh uh, my gosh! I mean, I'm not a Bill O'Brien for, apologist. I'm just, I'm just looking at the facts. He's with the KGB and he has some, some records of you doing some illegal activity. Uh, because when it comes to him, you seem to forget, uh, you seem to forget uh the, the first round debacles he's had. You forget the fact that he just gave away a top five receiver and still argued to pay some how do you tra- I've never heard this I never until Bill O'Brien came around, I never heard the fact that you trade somebody who's still willing to pay his salary. Well, are you have talking you about heard of that before? Are you talking I about DeAndre Hopkins? I'm talking about Hopkins, and he did it with uh, with Clowney. Oh yeah, well, I, I mean, obviously, like I said, I mean, he is not doing he's not doing a great job at general manager. I'm not going to go and look at that 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 Cardinals trade and say that that was an A plus trade. I didn't say that it was an A plus trade or anything like that. I agree. I'm just saying, Clowney, he got he got assets. He wasn't going to be able he wasn't going to be able to trade or wasn't going to be able to resign him. And then after all the stuff came out in the media, it's on record that Clowney was probably not going to play for the Texans. DeAndre okay. Hopkins said he wasn't going to play for the Texans for less than $20 million but, a year. He had no choice. But this is the issue. First off, those guys requested a trade. They never they never said they were going to sit down. 
it is on. They might not have come out, but sources close to them definitely came out there and said, especially with DeAndre Hopkins, they said DeAndre Hopkins is not going to step on the field until he's paid okay. like who. So I, I guess the argument that I have is I see lesser talented receivers, uh, well, lesser talented receiver, and Stephon and Stephon Diggs getting traded and getting more value. But that's the difference, Stephen, is that Stephon Diggs is not going to be paid anywhere near as much as DeAndre Hopkins is. But so the, the difference... Be, but it did come out that because of the issues that O'Brien had with the with the Bills GM is the reason why people knew that that uh that the Bills were looking for for a number one receiver. That was, that was known uh, information. And he did not go and make that trade when you got a disgruntled wide receiver that wants more money and the Bills can afford to pay him and you don't make that trade and go get a way better pick than what you would have got out of Arizona? Come on, man. Uh, listen, all I'm saying all I'm saying at this point is the second that it came out, which it came out pretty early and it was leaked to general managers across the league, that DeAndre Hopkins was not going to – he had three years, $39 million left on his contract. He had three years left on his contract. And he came out that he is not going to play – until he gets that $20 million a year salary, that immediately plummets his value. And the fact that the Texans got a second-round well, pick Stephon for him, Dix I think it's still impressive. Stephon Dix did the same thing. He came out the year before. He's, he's been complaining since uh, 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 Kirk Cousins got there. Yeah, so but his complaint, his complaints aren't necessarily contract-related. I mean, I don't know for sure, but his complaints, for the most part, I know for sure are related to the, him not getting the ball on the field and him getting involved in the game plan. It wasn't contract disputes like it was with DeAndre. Whenever you trade a player, uh, more than likely that there's a new contract coming. That always happens. I mean, not ne- not all the time. Especially Stephon, I mean, he's still got he's still got years left on his contract at this point. So yeah, I mean, that's true. you're right about that. Uh, so I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, yeah, as you said, we'll see. I mean, that goes back to what Bill O'Brien said. I mean, in any trade, you have to let it play out. You have to play it out. So we can't. Yeah, I can't say that it was a great trade. I can't say that it was a bad trade because you just got to yeah, let it play. See. We gotta see. Yeah, because uh, if David Johnson comes out, makes the Pro Bowl, then you're like, okay, well, that trade was worth it because you got you, um, you got you two guys that catch out of the backfield. I okay. When you made your point the uh, the last time we talked, when you were talking about the potential weapons that are out there, I, I okay. If they stay healthy, I'm with you on that. I don't know how much I can't argue that, that they, they they're they're better better. than they were last year as far as offensive weapons go. I can't argue go. that they got a lot better because you take really what's changing is you take a top five receiver and you go get a go get a ten to fifteen ranked wide receiver. The only new addition is Randall Cobb, but you can argue. And Brandon Cooks. Well, no, because you traded. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brandon, oh, you you're traded, saying. traded for Brandon Cooks, which, uh, you know, you gave up uh, Hopkins to do that. So my thing is, if Cobb is there with with uh, with uh, with Hopkins, I mean, that's literally a better team than if you had Cobb with Cooks. Uh, but, your, but your argument is if you paid Hopkins – couldn't get cooked so i mean you couldn't get uh watson uh, and Tunsil. you top, so yeah. okay yeah i'm all i'm saying all i'm saying is if, if they, yeah i mean we have to wait and see i mean i'm just i just i don't think that bill o'brien is going out there sabotaging people i certainly don't i mean i'm not gonna say it i mean obviously what what was it that michael Irvin came out and said that bill o'brien called deandre hopkins into his office and said all that Maybe that did happen. I don't know, but I don't think that Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins because he had a personal vendetta against him. I, I think, think it was all I business. Think during, during the Corona quarantine, uh, my boy Irvin just trying to keep a job. I know that's what I was thinking when I when I heard all that because I'm just like, there's no way, there's no way he can convince me Bill O'Brien is that stupid that he would he's come. In. Like he's he's out there saying stuff about over in the Cowboys organization, like he's sitting at the table with Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> so. Which, which, by the way, uh, we got a little time, I think, right? Yeah, we got a little time. What do you think about? So, what is that going to end up signing for? We've been talking about this contract for a year and a half. Well, I think they're. I think they are going to benefit from the fact that the Chiefs are. I, when the Chiefs were able to get Sammy Watkins back this year, even though he did take a pay cut, I think that was kind of an indication to the rest of the league that Patrick Mahomes is going to be is going to play one more year before he gets that new contract. So, I think Dallas kind of I think took that as a signal to say, all right, well, at least we've got we got a whole year. That we can figure out this contract situation before we have an all-time record resetting with Patrick Holmes getting his contract. So, what happens if he doesn't sign? I mean, because he can can he refuse to not sign that franchise tag? 
Uh, I mean, I, you know, I think he can, but up to a certain week, if he, he can, I think it, it's like the Le'Veon Bell situation. So I think it's like week 13 or something like that. He has to sign or else basically he can be the franchise again, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. I need to, I need to look that up, but he, he doesn't so what, have to sign, but he wouldn't play. One? What's that? What, is, what happens week one? What is he playing under right now? Like what's his contract situation right now? It, it, they they put the franchise on him. So if they if they put the fran if they put the franchise tag on him, then I mean he gets paid. Uh, what is it? It's I the top thirty one point nine. Yeah, thirty one. They basically take the top the top like five salaries yeah. at the position, and then they they give him the average of that. So I mean, yeah, he's still getting like thirty million at least for this one year. So, but I fully expect Dak to sign that contract. But what happens? What happens next year? Be- well, next year, then he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I, I don't believe you can you can't franchise tag a guy two years in a row so i mean they're either going to resign that's why i'm expecting some th- somewhere throughout the year for the cowboys to to come to terms with that because th- the worst case scenario for the cowboys at this point would be for the chiefs to re-up patrick mahomes at what it's likely uh, to be 40 45 and, and see, they better hurry up because uh i think uh watson is talking an extension right now mm-hmm yeah i fully expect watson to get a contract here before maybe before anybody else that that right there would be the smartest thing Bill O'Brien could do at this point is to get Watson re-signed before all these guys start re-upping and resetting the market. Because if if uh, Mahomes gets forty-five, fifty million dollars a year, I, I mean Watson's going to be right there in that same ballpark. And whether or not he deserves it or not, Dak is going to go out there and he's going to he's going to want at least something within the vicinity of that. So yeah, if I'm these guys, I'm doing a three-way zone, man. I'm like, hey, uh, Patty. Let's let's go, baby. Go ahead, yeah. go ahead, go ahead and sign right now, uh, and get these boards for like forty five, fifty, and Dak's thirty five that I think he'll get. I think he'll end up signing for thirty five. Um, yeah, Dak will shoot up to thirty eight, thirty nine. Yeah, I mean it's it, it it's going to be interesting. I mean, it, you know, I wonder. It, it, it would be interesting to see like the betting odds on who who people have as the first quarterback to reset the market. Like between Dak, Watson, Mahomes, wh- who's the guy that's going to get the contract first? Who is going to reset it, and what's it going to be at? My money's probably on Dak at this point. I mean, the Cowboys have to realize that they've got a very small window here where they got to get something done before it gets re-upped. And $35, $38 million, that sounds like a reasonable number for him. So it'll be interesting yep. to see. All right, well, yep. we are getting up against this, Steven. So, hey, before we go, we teased it earlier. We've got all our post-draft thoughts. We've got the teams that we like. So, Steven, let's go. What, what, what's your top five power rankings post-draft right now? Uh, just uh, all teams in general? All teams in general. All things considered free agents, free agency, you know, at least most of the big names are, are taken at this point. And then, of course, the NFL draft in the rear view. So, who do you like? Top five. I mean, unlike you, I respect the world champs because you didn't respect us when we were world champs. Oh, okay. All the time we championships as world champions. I wasn't so, I wasn't wrong last year when I when I doubted your Patriots. Yeah, but it took you like five years to get right. Hey, 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 hey. I've always thrown respect the way your the way of your Patriots. Come on now. It took you long enough. So obviously with that being said, I'm going Chiefs number one. Um I believe Ravens would move up to number two mm-hmm. uh with their additions because man, oh my God, it's like a freaking cheat code. I don't understand yeah, how I don't know. let this happen. Um then I, I see I'm gonna put the Bucks at three. Man. Did you see my notes? Did you see my pre, my my pre-draft note or my pre-show notes here? No, no, I raised you. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Before me, before hanging with me, goats, you just knew a bunch of stats, bro. I gave you real sense <laughs> of winning. So, you're oh welcome, man, well, you're my boy. I had to take care of you. Anyway, so uh, four, uh, four would go would go Niners. Oh my I'm still, god, I still got to put them up there, man. That defense is. It's sick, and then they just got offensive line help, and that running game was already was already stout. You gotta you gotta give them respect. They, I mean, they they didn't fall too much. They did lose some offensive weapons, but I like the coach, so I believe they I believe they'll get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, at five five is tough for me. Uh, five is tough. If I'm going five, I mean, it's a toss up. I, I'll I'll let the I, if I if I have to, I guess I'll let the Saints sit there. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, man, my Pats can't be top five, man. I got to see more Stidham. I'm a realist. Um, but uh, I'll let the Saints sit there, but they can fight it out. They can fight it out with the Packers. But I'm with you. I think I didn't really feel the Packers run last year anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Saints. 
Faints, what you have? What did you have? Well, man, I, 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 you can look at it right here. I got. I, it, uh, we're on the Zoom right now. You can see my top five here. Oh, uh, Cowboys. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, top four. Everything's the same here. Can't, hey, who did you cross out for four? Uh, so I was I was I was deciding between Dallas and San Francisco between four and five. So yeah, I, I got Kansas City number one. I mean, uh, they did. There's no glaring holes. I mean, obviously, if they know, you know the, the Dallas for me, Dallas would probably be six. The only reason why I gotta see what um, McCarthy can do, and McCarthy, I gotta see what he can do with that. I think it'll be a match made in heaven, though, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be better offensively than what they had with that. But but going back to it, so yeah, I got Kansas City one. You know, they did everything that they needed to do in the draft. I mean, obviously, if they'd known Brashad Breland was going to, what what happened with him, get caught with, you know, I think what he had, like, a bunch of weed on him or something like that. So he's probably gone. Obviously, they might try and shore up the cornerback position if they knew that was going to happen. Baltimore has got to be too. You can make an argument that Baltimore's number one. I don't have any problem with them saying that Baltimore, yeah, true, true, true. after the draft that they had. I, Tampa don't, bit, think they, I don't think when it comes down to game winning, I don't think. Uh, Lamar can do it to uh, to to Patty. Yeah. Patty's got something. I mean, he's he's like Brady and, and Peyton mixed man with a little bit of Roger speed and, and accuracy. I mean, already I'm a few, already a future Hall of Famer. I, I go ahead and go ahead and keep oh, singing no, no, this praise. No, he, de- he definitely is. He ain't better than the goat, but he definitely. Oh, he's gonna that. by the time you know, he, he can be the little he can be the LeBron James of uh, oh, football. Gosh. You know? hey, oh gosh, you know, they'll, they'll be a last day. I mean, they'll be a. Oh, save the last dance documentary for LeBron. Wh- yeah, which but, I've got to. Uh, we got to get a few little thoughts on that before we go. But yeah, we're I getting haven't a- watched. Uh, to be honest, I haven't watched. It oh my gosh, you have missed out, Stephen. I mean, I, it has been. It's been fantastic. I mean, they, I lived it though. I lived yeah. it. So you you watch it, and then you let me know how much greater you think that. Jordan is over LeBron. Now. <sighs> okay. All right. Hey, back to the matter at hand here. Of course, yeah. Baltimore okay. two. Baltimore two for me. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I love everything that Tampa Bay's done this offseason. I think it is a big gap between one and two to three. Uh, but I do like Tampa Bay as best team in the NFC. I'm with you. You got to give San Francisco some credit at this point, even though they've lost. Uh, you know, the, uh, what was it, Eric Armstead that they lost to the, uh, or no, DeForest Buckner. I'm sorry, DeForest Buckner to yeah. the uh, Colts, and it looks like D Ford might be gone too. Uh, but they they got better. Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. But yeah, five. I like Dallas, man. I I, I think Dallas. They. I won't argue that. Yeah, I mean they they fit they fill the positions that they need and C D Lamb arguably the biggest steal in the draft at that point. So I like Dallas at five. So you know it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out. I mean I, there's a couple teams I'm looking at. Tampa Bay could be a train wreck for all we know. Dallas could de- definitely be a train wreck for all we know. But if I got a bet it'll be Dallas before Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you there. But I mean if we're talking about the one two, I don't think anybody. Any any power ranking anywhere should have anybody but besides Kansas City and Baltimore at some form of, at one or two because those teams are just head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFL I at agree. this point. I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, see, that's about all the time that we have for today. But Steve, I mean, get on the the Jordan documentary, man. It's good. I, I'm not. I mean, not that I'm a Jordan hater, but I mean, I didn't live through it, so I guess it is a little bit different for me. But man, they've got some behind the scenes footage that is incredible, and there were some things I, I wanted to talk to you about. Things. I've heard all the things, man. I'm going to get on it. I've just been a little lazy. Uh, but I'll get on I'll get on it. Next time we talk, man, I'll be prepared for it. Man, Scotty Pippen. I did not know how disrespected Scotty Pippen was, at least from a financial aspect. Uh, man, that just everything is so fascinating about the about this documentary. It's an absolute hey, must-watch. That's why good representation is always good. Yeah, well, you'll, you'll see. Millionaires you'll, lose money without good representation. Yeah, you'll see in the documentary. I mean, Scottie Pippen kind of kind of did it to himself. I mean, signing a, a long term contract too early because he needed the money right away. I uh, didn't really bet on himself, but again, you, that's, that's why the Bible say, "Steward your finances." Hey, you, you got to watch it, man. It is it is excellent, excellent stuff. But yeah, I mean, speaking of the NBA, who knows if we're even going to get excuse me an NBA season at this point? So they say Disney World's going to host it. I, that's what I heard, but I, 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 you know, LeBron wants a season, but it sounds like everybody else is not in favor of that. Hey, at least from LeBron sitting there down. He didn't learn he had no power after China. <laughs> they trying to shut him up real quick. Yeah. Sit down. So, now, Jordan was in the league. You know, we'll side this kid. Oh yeah, here we go. That's a debate for another time. But yes, you know, we are up against it. So you know, hey man, this was fun. This kind of, kind of, you know, kind of a uh, this once a week. I always say it's you know my favorite hour of the week. Get to talk for a whole hour about sports, even though we're in the friendly confines of our own home. You know, it's still a blast, man. And you know, hey, we're gonna keep doing this. I mean, we got we got to figure some stuff out for the people out there. I'm thinking maybe we go top, you know, top games of all time. 
uh, top players of all time. We're going to come out with some special podcasts man, to get got, us to the... we got so much stuff, man. We Think about it. We don't have to go every day like Skip and Shannon, so we don't have to repeat ourselves. Yeah. There's so much stuff out there that we... I mean, we didn't even... There's stuff we didn't even talk about. So, yeah, we, we, we have... We have the product for the people, man. Yeah, that's right. We certainly do. So, hey, you know, thanks to everybody out there who is still listening. Obviously, we're, we're going to be back at it as many times as we can. Uh, hopefully, next time we'll have a few more people on. Chuck, you got to get on the show. I I, I know your your disposition towards uh, you know towards the Zoom calls, man. But we need you, Chuck. The world's got to have some Chuck in their life. So, <laughs> tell you. Yeah. All right, man, Stephen. Well, as always, great talking to you. Make sure you tune in next time. We're going to have a whole another show. Hey, we filled a whole hour with this one. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people didn't think we were going to be able to do that during quarantine. But hey, next time, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Hopefully, we'll have some more people on. But thank you so much. You've been listening to Wildcard Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio.